Max, can we talk about the volleyball scene just for a moment? So it shouldn't exist. It's the most unnecessary thing in the world, but it's perfect. It wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah. Tony Scott was like, there's no reason for this whatsoever. Yeah. The best part about it is you know, when you know that Tom Cruise is four foot 11 so and he's like spiking the ball over the net. The volleyball net has to be seven feet tall. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Kind of sad. Goose didn't go shirtless. So as Maverick realizes that he's running late and he's like, I can't play another round. I got to get out of here. They're tied two two or something. Yeah. Like that, he throws yeah. his shirt on. We're done with the volleyball scene? Throws. What else is there to talk about? Their hand wraps. So why are there no girls there whatsoever? It's all men. Like, do you think they were competing and, like, everyone heard, like, oh, man, the two best fighters are getting together and here, playing volleyball? Here, here's what I think. If you show anyone one scene where most people are going to get it, what is the scene? You could show Maverick on a motorcycle with a flight jacket, and I can assure you they would immediately know what the movie is. No, they wouldn't laugh like they saw this scene. <laughs> are, we, are we done with the scene? Fine. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content. And a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, remember when Cougar was holding on too tight, lost the edge? Yeah, he threw in his wings. Yeah, well, not a lot of people know this, but his wife was working on getting a mortgage for their first home while this was going on. Are you sure? No, it's absolutely <laughs> not true. But it was that pressure and not the run-in with that MiG-28 that pushed him to turn in his wings. Wow. If Cougar had just worked with Sonic Loans, his wife and daughter would be in a great mortgage. He would have gone to Top Gun and Goose would still be alive. This is dark. very important Got stuff. Got a little dark. It's important <laughs> stuff. The Fed is making things nuts, so make sure that you have the right wingman to get you into the right loan. The wrong decision could leave you paying thousands of dollars more on your mortgage, and the butterfly effect could end up killing Goose. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation called 248-595-0001. Maverick was dangerous, Max. Illegally buzzing the tower, entering the woman's bathroom, sharing top secret information with a civilian instructor, killing Goose. His ego was out there writing checks his body couldn't cash. Maverick needs an attorney on retainer just to get him through the five weeks that he was at Top Gun training, let alone the rest of his career. Bolton Legal Group is the way to go. Aggressive, efficient. Ian and his team are there to support the Mavericks of your lives, the Gooses of your lives, the Icemen of your lives. Am I saying lives the right way or lives? I don't know. I don't know. Sounds right. <laughs> yeah. But what I do know, I don't know English, but what I do know is that Bolton Legal Group will support anything you need. Real estate law, business law, involuntary manslaughter of your co-pilot law, whatever you need. It's They're there to help one. you. It's yeah. a very important one. So make sure you give them a call and tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Today's episode, rewatching and recasting Top Gun Part 2. Last week on Part 1, we engaged below the hard deck. This week, 
we pick up where we left off in a dogfight. Slowly but surely, we'll continue to discuss Top Gun and also provide our thoughts on recasting the characters with other actors from the 1980s. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we finish what we started as we rewatch and recast one of our favorite movies ever, Top Gun. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the maverick to my viper, Max Sanders. And with that, what's on your mind? My options, sir. First, you've done part one and acquired enough points to do part two, or you could quit. There'd be no disgrace. That first episode was hell. It would have shook me up. So you think I should quit? Yes, I uh, absolutely think you should quit the show. I'll have you know the safety of my job security is my number one priority. No, really, I think you should quit. No. I think you've done a nice job, but you're obviously rattled and it's it's too much for you. It'll be hard to replace you, but Goose would have hated it, <laughs> but he would have flown without you. It's a really weird line. <laughs> Max, welcome to part du. Hello. Oh, hot shots yes. part du. Every time we do a du, you got to du Because there's only is one French? Duh. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, six. I don't know. Seis? Yeah. It's Spanish for six. I think they're close to the same. I think you're trying to. I want to make you on your magic wings. All right, let's get to the movie. Max, welcome to the show. Salutations. So we have got about two thirds of the movie left to discuss and about eight characters to recast. That sound about right? Yeah. All right, beautiful. So before we do any of that, I want to remind all of you, follow us on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram, at Buzz in the Tower. Check out our website, buzzinthetower.com. And our, our name's tattooed on your forehead. Don't do that. And patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. Become a co-pilot. Uh, how appropriate would it be to do this week? And a reminder that next week's episode is a li- live review, but not live during the movie. Immediate after review of a Top Gun react. Maverick. Yeah, live react. There you go. And also don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave a review, five stars, etc. This week, we pick up where we left off from last week. We are talking all things Top Gun. We're going through the movie and we are providing recastings of the characters from the movie using other 80s actors and actresses. Yes. Last week, we nailed a handful. Uh, we did Cougar and Merlin to start off. For Cougar, I did Michael Bean as Lieutenant Coffee from The Abyss. I was thinking Mr. Bean. And for Merlin, I did Judge Reinhold as Billy Rosewood from Beverly Hills Cop. Max, I think you also had Michael Bean for Cougar. Yeah, Charlie Sheen was my backup. And who'd you have for Merlin? I had Bruce Campbell as Ash and Evil Dead. Excellent. We also recasted Charlie, uh, Charlotte Blackwood, uh, my favorite character. And we did uh, Commander Tom Stinger, played by James Tolkien, and obviously Charlie, played by Kelly McGillis. I picked Sigourney Weaver as Catherine Parker from Working Girl to replace Charlie. And I picked Stephen Kahan, Captain Ed Murphy from Lethal Weapon to replace Stinger. Max, who did you have for Charlie? Uh, Rebecca De Mornay in Feds. And, and yep. then Bodiger. Bodiger. Kurtwood Smith. Excellent choices. So as a reminder to how our recasting works, Max and I select characters from the 80s. We pick the film we're thinking of that they were in as our recast. So 80s for 80s. We keep it all 80s. In addition to that, for this episode, we're also going through the movie itself and talking about the scenes. I have nothing else to add, Max. Are you ready to jump back into where we left off? Yes, sir. All right. We left off last week with Maverick hitting on Charlie at the bar. Yeah. And that scene ended And we start up this week with the outdoor classroom, the best classroom ever. They all look like they're sitting so comfortably. They're in the, they're in an open end of a hangar. Yep. The chalkboard is in the middle. The background is literally the tarmac and, and they're sitting in this like open air classroom. It's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Reminds me of Armageddon. That's a great call. It's exactly like Armageddon. They totally borrowed that. Now they think yeah. about it. that's exactly what it is. So they're going through the training. Just Jester is introducing a civilian contractor whose name is Charlie, who is slowly walking down the aisle. And all you see are her nylon stockings and, and her legs and her heels. Yeah. And lo and behold, who is Charlie <laughs> but the woman that Maverick assaulted verbally <laughs> And made uncomfortable in the women's bathroom from the night before. So this brings up, of course, some giggles and murmurs between Goose and Maverick. Maverick, like, dives into his chair. He's Big like, time. oh, he puts, this his, is awkward. He, he puts his glasses on, too. Super awkward. So it's kind of funny, though, because immediately Charlie starts kind of, you know, when you're a woman in that kind of position, you got to flex. Yeah. Because you're already, they're already questioning why she's there. In 86, she's totally too. qualified yeah. to be there. So she immediately starts talking about the MIG, what it can do, what it can't do, to which, up, up, up. oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> Our boys, our boys, uh, Maverick and Goose have quite a bit to say about MIGs because as we discussed in the first episode, and if you've ever watched the movie, they had a close encounter of the MIG kind. Yeah, you like MIG, that? Yeah. Oh, throw back to Spielberg. <laughs> 
A MiG-28 can do a negative 4G dive. Exactly. There's a lot of verbal sparring. Uh, when she asks how he knows that, he's like, well, that's classified. And she's like, I have better clearance than you do. Yeah. She's like, well, I could tell you, but I have to kill you. And she's like, well, if the U.S. government seems fit to let me know. And he's like, well, they obviously didn't seem fit to let you know this. <laughs> so there's a lot of the tension. The, the, and Goose is doing the we thing. Like, yes. come on, I was there. Yeah, yeah. Forward, so so really at first she's like, ah, he's like, we, we. But the, here, here's the part of it that's funny. By the way, there's a great scene here where Iceman coughs the word <coughs> BS yeah. under his voice. That was impromptu. So the yeah. laughing you see is actual all real laughing from yeah. all the actors. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. So they're trying to build the tension here between Charlie and Maverick, which I guess more power to them. Yeah. If it was Sigourney Weaver, it wouldn't be an issue. So that scene then cuts to the first training montage, which the whole way that this is working is they're essentially going up in the air and they're scoring points by who they kill yep. in this like big war game video game that they're playing. So Jester goes up there. The hard deck. Do you know what that is? That's a word that 10,000 feet like limit. Yes. Yeah, so like, basically it's you can't engage. It's like rules of combat. You can't engage below a certain altitude. Yep. And this protects you from hitting skyscrapers or dropping missiles on people, all types of reasons. Yep. So they set the hard deck for this exercise. You got Maverick doing his thing, just being Maverick. Him and Goose are going after Jester. They've got Jester. I've always thought that this was kind of BS on his part because he purposefully drops under the hard yeah, deck because he's already been caught. What is that? It's yeah. kind of slimy. It's a very jester So Maverick goes underneath the hard deck for a hot minute blasts them. He's all excited. Jester's yeah, you, pissed. Remember, he hits the brakes so that Jester flies right by. Oh, him. that'll play yeah. a role a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. So this is a pretty pretty cool move, right? This is a classic, like, if you're on your three-wheel Hot Wheel, not Hot Wheel, whatever those trikes were when you were a kid. Yeah. I've, I've pulled this move before. Big <laughs> really? wheels. Oh, I pulled yeah. this on a big, big wheel for sure. I was being tracked and I'd hit the brakes <laughs> so they'd fly by me. So he gets them. He's upset. Jester's pissed. Says, get back to the hangar and in the locker room and, you know, get out of here. Blah, blah, blah. I hate you. So mad at you. <laughs> but this is also where we get permission to buzz the tower. Yes, we do. So the pattern's full. There's no permission Ghost given. Rider too. Yeah. So the pattern's full. He still takes liberty of buzzing the tower. The way he smiles. He's like, Again, having nothing to do with the name of our show. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how he says to Goose, he's like, it's time to buzz the tower. He's like he's smiling through it. You can tell. So they're done with their flyby, their buzz, and they cut down to the locker room. All in towels. Oh, man. Everybody's so in a towel. These are $30 million planes they're flying. Is there one shower? They're all like waiting for the shower. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I, I guess there's a lot. There's a lot of gratuitous, there's a lot of gratuitous male nudity <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Yeah, I can't explain. They're in the locker room, and you get like a lot of like, oh, we did this, we did that, we're winning, we're losing, and you get Iceman's had enough. So he's like, you guys are real cowboys. And then finally, Maverick snaps. What's your problem, Kaczynski? And Kaczynski's response, Iceman, you're everyone's problem. That's because every time you go up in the air, you're unsafe. I don't like you because you're dangerous. <laughs> And you get the best Maverick. That's right, Iceman. And he, I am dangerous. He does the shoulder thing. Yeah. Like he dusts off Brushes his shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. And then Kaczynski does the teeth. I mean, that is that's the most aggressive random act of confidence. It's it's incredible. Yeah. And then Jester comes in and says, get your butts upstairs right now. <laughs> and that's where we get some butt chewing. So we we basically see Viper and Jester getting chewed out by the air traffic control commander. I don't know what his name wants is. wants butts. He's not happy. So they go in there, and I love Viper's response. He's like, well, that'll be about it with the <laughs> flybys. And then they get into the whole, like, hard deck conversation and, you know, making good decisions. And it's really interesting because you start to see, you can see that, like, Viper gets it, right? Viper understands who he is because yeah. he, he asks questions to Jester, like, when they're done and they've excused him. Would you want to go to war with them? He's like, I I'm just not don't sure. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So we then cut to later that night. Maverick is in his place just kind of like chilling out and Goose comes to see him and I think that as much as I give hell about Kelly McGillis and the relationship development that they have what they get right in this movie is the relationship development or showing the relationship between Maverick and Goose yeah they're buds they're they're, so, they're brothers some people forget in movies it's like you need to have the scene where they're day drinking and hanging out or like you can tell that they go back and forth and they have a repartee together if you don't have these scenes then it's not realistic that Maverick falls to pieces when he dies yeah also it hits the audience different oh absolutely so he, he comes in there and Goose is just like you know Maverick you're great, but sometimes when you're out there, I feel like you're flying against a ghost. They talk about his dad, yeah. you know, and... And it shows they're studying late, too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Maverick is just like, 
Goose, you know, you're my only family that won't happen again. And the two of them just, they really love each other. It's actually a really endearing scene that takes place. But Goose is nervous. He's like, I can't lose this job. It's interesting though. He's not nervous about his safety. He's just nervous about his career. Yeah, his mustache is quivering. Yeah, well, that's weird. Super weird. So then we moved to the classroom the next day. And in the classroom the next day, they're working on stuff. Charlie's walking up and down. And Maverick leans in, basically asking her out again. And Charlie gives him... Her address. 100 Laurel Park. Oh, look at you. you Laurel Beach. That's how you're close enough. It's now a pie shop. And for whatever reason, Slider didn't think that it worked out. And Slider makes the the crash and burn comment. And then, you know, Maverick says that Slider stinks, which was great. Maybe he he does. Maybe he might stink. But the better part is, (laughs) the better part is, this immediately cuts into Kenny Loggins playing with the boys. (laughs) Max, can we talk about the volleyball scene just for a moment? So it shouldn't exist. It's the most unnecessary thing in the world, but it's perfect. It wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah. Tony Scott was like, there's no reason for this whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. But he just decided he wanted to show off the male form. Uh, he. The best part about it is you know, when you know that Tom Cruise is four foot 11 so, and he's like spiking the ball over the net. The volleyball net has to be seven feet tall. Maybe. Uh, maybe. At most. <laughs> but the volleyball scene's great. And kind of sad Goose didn't go shirtless. Can I tell you what I'm excited to introduce you to? The first of many instances of take my breath away. So as Maverick realizes that he's running late and he's like, I can't play another round. I got to get out of here. They're tied two two or something. Yeah. Like that. He throws yeah. his shirt on. We're done with the volleyball. Scene? Throws. What else is there to talk about? Their hand wraps. So why are there no girls there whatsoever? It's all men. Max, I, I can't answer questions. So on this. like, do you think they were competing and like everyone heard like, oh man, the two best fighters are getting together. And here, playing volleyball. Here, here's what I think. I think in a long list of reasons why I have lots of questions about you, the fact that you were like holding onto the volleyball scene, white knuckled and won't let me move on is on that list. It's culturally the most important part of the movie. Easy with it's culturally the most important part of the movie. If That's you show, nonsense. If you show anyone one scene where most people are going to get it, what is the scene? You could show Maverick on a motorcycle with a flight jacket and I can assure you they would immediately know what the movie is. No, they wouldn't laugh like <laughs> they saw this scene. Are we, are we done with the scene? Fine. Thank you. As jeans. He, as he... <laughs> So he starts, he's got to go over to Charlie. He's having dinner. And Charlie said, 530 sharp. sharp. Don't be late. The minute he starts heading over there, we get it all. Bum, 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 <laughs> bum, 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 bum. So Max, keep track. Okay. Yeah. This is the first time. This is one. Yep. I already told you Danger Zone makes three appearances in the movie. Yeah. This is the first time that Take My Breath Away makes an appearance. Got it. Got it. So he gets on his motorcycle and he heads on over to Charlie's and he's late and Charlie doesn't seem all that happy about it. He then asks if he can take a shower, which is a straight up savage move. Yeah. Coming over and being like, can I take a shower? Well, he was playing volleyball in jeans, so he's got to get clean because if he gets lucky, he's going to smell gnarly. I don't even know how to respond. Gets gets lucky. Gets going to smell gnarly. All right. But they're all sweating all the time in this movie. So in, in all reality, they could shower at any moment. It would make sense. <laughs> That's all they do in this movie is sweat. Showers. So they sit down. And then Otis Redding, sitting by the dock of the bay, comes on. He starts telling stories about how his mother used to yell down for him to flip the record to play it over and over again after his dad passed away. So he, his dad passed away November 4th, 1965. And she you, passed away. say so? That's what happened okay. later in the movie. Yeah, yeah. She passed away shortly after. Yep. Is he an orphan? Like, did he go into foster care? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know how old he would have been. In 1965, this movie's in 1986. Sure. So so he, you got to figure he's in his mid-20s. Mid-20s? Yeah. Yeah. So five or six, he just goes into foster care. I mean, it's also possible he lived with an aunt or an uncle. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. I just thought that was weird that they glossed over that. I thought that'd be part of his past where he'd be like, uh, I guess sorry, I sorry, weird you out. No, it's not weird me. I just don't have an answer to your weird questions. That didn't weird me out though. <laughs> you would, although you're, you have an abacus and you're like crunching the numbers. So he, he starts talking about the phone and she, and she said, you know, what happened to your father? And he said, I was hoping you would know cause she's got more security clearance. So shortly after this conversation ends and you are done listening to Otis Redding and uh, that song, we get instance number two of take my breath away by Berlin. Keep track, please. That's instance number two. Cut to the next day, right? They get in the elevator with each other. He's sweating, although he just, I, I don't think he took a shower. He was about to go take a shower. Maybe he took a shower. Well, do, you, know. do you know why they have him with a towel? No, I don't. So this was filmed post-production. Okay. While he was filming The Color of Money, so his hair was longer. Oh, and it was so covering his covered. hair. And if you notice, you know, Charlie, you think the hat is cool? Yeah. The hat was because she dyed her hair a different color for a Jesus different movie. Jesus Christ. Isn't that neat? Yeah, because they had to force all these scenes to make some degree of romance. Max, they get in the elevator, they start talking, and what song comes on? Take My, Take my Breath Away. <laughs> Instance number three. Are you keeping track? Yes. All right, this is important. After this, we cut to Goose and Maverick going to pick up Goose's wife, Carol. Goose's son. Yeah. This is heartbreaking. 
it's heartbreaking when you know what happens. To yeah, see this but entire in the scene. moment, it's awesome. In the moment, it's beautiful. She's got a fun sundress. Oh, and he runs out there with a flower. They got a good chemistry. Do you know they dated after this? No, yeah. I believe it though. They have incredible chemistry. Yeah, Meg Ryan is spectacular. In this oh, movie. she's on fire. She's, she's perfect. In, she's in three scenes, and you remember her forever. I would argue she's not recastable, but maybe now's a good time for us to talk about that. Let's do it. All right, Max. We've got a handful of people we can do, so we're gonna do it like this. Let's do Jester and Viper. Yep. Let's do Slider. Ooh, one of my favorites. But I I don't want to do Iceman yet. Yeah, no, of course right, not. Right. Later. And then we'll do Carol last. Yeah. All right. So let's start off with Jester. So Jester is the right-hand man. Rick Hellerly. Michael Ironside. And he is Viper's right-hand man in teaching Top Gun. Yes, he is. Are you up or am I up? Uh, go. I don't All right, care. I'll go. So you need someone very masculine. You don't tell, you should be quiet. Don't okay. tell me what to do. I'll slap you. <laughs> Jesus. I went with... Timothy Dalton, licensed to kill. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. I thought it would be kind of interesting to have this like De- accent, De- British. How is he an American pilot if he's British? He, he could have easily been an American pilot and still been British. You have to be born in America to be in the army, don't you? No. What? Where'd you get that from? The Constitution. You have to be a citizen. This isn't running for president. Okay. He could have moved here when he was 17. He's too kind of la-di-da. You know what, Max? Charming. I like Timothy Dalton. Yeah, that's great. I like him too. <laughs> I like ice cream in the summer. I'm not picking. Fine, Max. Who do you have? So you need 99% butt kicking with like 1%. Oh, maybe he likes me kind of thing. So I went Robert De Niro as Jack Walsh in Midnight Run. De Niro would have been good. Yeah. All and right. he's funny in that movie. Mine sucked. Thanks. <laughs> Mine sucked big time. Great work. All right. Uh, moving on from Jester to Viper. I've got a really good one for Viper. Ooh, I feel good about my Viper. Yeah. Uh, so Viper... Viper's a pretty big deal, right? Played by Tom, Tom Skerritt. Yeah. He was in uh, Aliens. I know that's the 70s, but he was Dallas in Alien, not Aliens, the original. Steel Magnolias. The the Dead Zone, Space Camp. Yeah. Yeah, great movies. I went with Sam Elliott as John Riggs from Prancer. Hmm. Think of it like the disapproving, the father. crotchety father, but there's love underneath that, and he finds it. But you like... Viper right away. Yeah, but I, I, I don't like Sam Elliott's I know, character. I know, <laughs> but, you, but, you, but you love him at the end. You went for the mustache. You got greedy. I, know. I wanted <laughs> you flew too close. I to wanted the because I wanted Sam Elliott in this, but I I didn't think that Roadhouse was the right role for it. The Southern felt better. Yeah, the Southernness kind of is distracting. All right. Well, thanks. Crapped on both of my. <laughs> what, what do you have, Max? Why don't you call us the Max Sanders show? So <laughs> Jesus, I went for the stash too. Tom Selleck is Jack Ramsey and Runaway. That's a really yeah. Good <laughs> And he's oh, big. I swore. <laughs> I'll have to bleep out my swearing. <laughs> so good makes most swear. Oh, that's great. <laughs> like, can we just call it a day? I don't want to do any more of this episode. <laughs> call my mom. I don't want to sleep over anymore. Uh, Mrs. Sanders. <laughs> Max Sanders making me so mad right now. All right. Slider. Who are we going to recast? Sliders played by Rick Rosovich. Uh, Streets of Fire. He was Officer Cooley. The Terminator. He was Matt, not Jeremy. I thought it was Jeremy, but it's Matt. <laughs> Jeremy. Uh, he, was Chris, he was Chris and Roxanne, which is my favorite role. And then not an 80s movie, but he was in Navy SEALs in the 90s, yeah. which is a great movie. He should still be acting. I don't He's know great. I, I yeah. love that dude. I love that dude. <laughs> Bobby, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Bobby. Propane. A picture of a god dang hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Max, Max, you go. Who who you got for this one? I've got a really good one for this. I stand by it. I really like my one for this. So, like, I really like, I've got to redeem myself. My last two are stingers. Okay, so I nailed this one. Uh, John C. McGinley as Sergeant O'Neill in Platoon. He's always fun. He's athletic. He's always in these movies. Like, remember in Seven, he's one of the uh, SWAT guys. Yeah. And also in uh, Scrubs. Yep. He's always kind of like, we don't want no Scrubs. (laughs) Sorry. He's always overconfident. He's slick. He's fast talking. And he just seems like someone who would be a fighter pilot. Uh, Yeah, but the problem is, Slider's kind of a jerk. Like there, there's Dr. A, Cox isn't a jerk. Uh, he is, but I've got a better one. What? I mean, like a much better one. All right, let's boost your confidence. Let's Are you ready? On. Let's put you in the real table. Give me James Spader, Steph from Pretty in Pain. That's really freaking good. Yeah. <laughs> the handsomeness, oh the brattiness. Yeah, that's really I good. knew you'd like that that's one. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I had, to, I had to, I desperately needed a good one <laughs> because you've smoked me in the last few. And Max, that takes us to the last one of this chunk, which we started talking about, which was Meg Ryan's portrayal as Carol Bradshaw, Goose's wife. She was in Top Gun after that. She was in Armed and Dangerous, Inner Space, Harry, When Harry Met Sally. And again, a 90s movie, but my favorite Meg Ryan movie of all times, uh, Joe versus the Volcano. Really? Without question. IQ for me. Joe versus the Volcano is also in my top three all-time Tom Hanks movies. I'll watch it over my vacation. It is amazing. Yeah. Uh, you'll love it. You'll absolutely love it. Am I up or are you up? Go. I picked 
I really like this one. Carrie Fisher as Carol Peterson, the Burbs. You like this role, and it doesn't make sense to me. She's, I love her. In she's this not likable in she's, that movie, but she's perfect. She's very likable. She's antagonistic towards Tom Hanks. No, she's not though. She's looking out for him, protecting him. You know, like she's fun. She, I, I like her a lot. I don't like her. She's in a bathrobe. <sighs> It's fine. Who, who do you have, Max? What's your great pick? Deborah Winger, a sissy in Urban Cowboy. Spunky, oh, dude, fun. She's a mess in that movie. She picks it up. I no, mean. she is a hot mess for 90% of that movie. I mean, like a hot mess. I don't know. She can ride a bull. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's not a good pick. Kelly Preston as Maureen Mason in Twins. All right. That was a much better pick. Yeah. No. I mean, why don't you go Deborah Winger, Terms of Endearment? <laughs> Because I don't want to talk about that sad sack movie with you Great anymore. Movie. I love talking. How about many times do we have to talk about it? A lot. Max, let's get back to the movie. Yep. So they pick up Carol, and Carol immediately makes <laughs> bus. <laughs> this is classic bus wife, goose. classic wife behavior. Yeah. Like, oh, Maverick, it's so good to hear you. Uh, goose tells me that you're in love with one of your instructors, <laughs> and Maverick looks like he just got punched in the gut. Yeah. And Goose, like, you can't say that. You can't say that. So at this point, the relationship has not been established yet between Maverick and Charlie. They just had dinner that one time and yep. then he left. So the next day when they're in class, Viper is going after Maverick's moves pretty hard. Like, yep. hey, you shouldn't have done it this way. On the like 1980s Atari screen. Which is <laughs> great, right? He kicks it over to Charlie and says, you know, Charlie, what do you think? And Charlie goes after Maverick really hard too. And you can tell like Maverick's pissed, right? And Charlie's being super critical. So he storms off. She's walking. Gutsiest move I ever saw. <laughs> oh, that's right. Like, how can I forget that? That guy leans over. Gutsiest move I ever saw. That's great. I'm going to start whispering that to you all the time. <laughs> Gutsiest move I ever saw. So they're leaving and he's going to his motorcycle and Charlie's like fast paced walking and her heels behind him. Lieutenant, Lieutenant. And he gets on his motorcycle and he turns it on and starts revving it. And she's like, my review of you is spot on. He's like, I can't hear you. I can't. It was so juvenile. And he takes off. Charlie gets in. What kind of car does she have? It's a little roadster. It's a Porsche 356 Speedster. Oh, it's really cool. Well, she is. It's a replica. though. She's flying. Yeah. Flying after him. Like, very oh, reckless. Oh, very <laughs> reckless. So as soon as he gets on the motorcycle and she's coming after him, do you know what makes its fourth appearance in the movie? <laughs> Take my breath. Away. We're on number four, right? You're keeping track. It won an Oscar. I, you're keeping track. That yeah. is the fourth appearance in the film. He gets off of his bike. Jesus Christ. And you think I'm reckless. When I fly, I'll have you know that my crew, my plane come first. It's not true. Not at all. It's not how he flies. But her response is great. Well, I'm going to finish my sentence. <laughs> and she goes through this whole thing and looks at him and says, I just didn't want anyone to know that I'd fallen for you. It's so unexpected. Take my breath away. <laughs> and then, Max, we get to the hottest love scene. So that whole love scene was created after the fact when they knew they had something with that song and and they went back. That's why it's all dark because to your point about when they were in the elevator and that the towel covering up his hair, mm. they looked so different yeah. from when they were shooting. They had to make this like weird shadowy lovemaking scene. Hey, blue lighting. I use that all the time. That's for, for what? Who knows? <laughs> for, for playing video games. <laughs> so they make love. Well, it's like an 11 year old's idea of what making the love is. The whole thing is so awful. It's like, so you touch tongues and and you, then, you referred and then to the store comes. You, and, you referred to this once. There are two tongues touching each other as two snakes fighting each other. Oh, God, don't do snake, that. Snake. I'm a snake. So, of course, what do you do after you leave an origami note for your professor who you just made love to? <laughs> you go to your jet and you say, I feel the need. The need, need for, for speed. speed. And oh you do a little high, high, high to low. High fan, whatever. High five to low five. Yeah. High to low. Is that what you said? High yeah. to low. High to low, everybody. <laughs> Mr. Anky. So they get up in the air and Maverick and Goose uncover that Viper is in the enemy combatant plane. You're fired up, up when you see that. Well, remember he makes the comment. He's like, I bet Viper right now is saying, uh oh, it's Maverick and Goose. <laughs> no, I don't think he's thinking that. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so this is where you get this critical error. He leaves his wingman to go chase down Viper. While he's doing that, however, Jester kills who he was protecting. Yeah. Comes back, sneaks up behind Maverick and Goose. It's so obvious the whole time. That you know what's going to happen because yeah. he left his wingman. You're like yelling at the screen. So that we get back to the locker room where all the important stuff happens in the locker room. And Jester says, that's some of the best flying I've seen from you up until you left your wingman. Yeah. You get Iceman with another criticism of really how dangerous he is. Yeah, it really gets into it. I mean, this is not even like tongue in cheek. Like, you know, the alternate list is in the women's bathroom. This no, is this is like cut to the core. You're dangerous and you should not be in the air. Yeah, basically. you. I'm, I'm reporting you to HR. That's basically <laughs> what he says. All right, Karen. 
So there's this music that plays throughout the movie and it's very Princess Bride. It's like a harp almost and it's a variation of the theme song and it only comes up when there's like really sad reflective things going on. I thought it was more Mr. Miyagi. Kind yeah, of a little, there's, no, there's no pan flute though. But yes, yeah. I, I agree. It's, yeah, it's, but it's, I understand what you're saying immediately. It, and this is, it becomes very prominent here and this is where he pulls out the picture of him and his dad yep. when he was very young. And I bring this up because that music makes an appearance quite a few times as well. So that cuts then to you shake my nerves and you rattle my brain kansas city barbecue i hear you're going there that's yeah. the word on the street so that'll be exciting great balls of fire is playing and the coolest bar ever yeah and as this is going on again another glimpse into just the the beautiful relationship between goose, goose and, and his wife oh, yeah Maverick, you know, no goose and his wife uh you know what does she say take me to bed or lose, lose me, me forever. forever yeah i say that all the time it doesn't really it work. doesn't work at all I with say you. It's strangers <laughs> <laughs> it's really good it's really good so his son is there they're yeah. all they're all just having a great old time yeah the son's got a cowboy hat he's on top of the piano devastating they're day drinking during the day well you don't say <laughs> <laughs> they're not day drinking during the night do you know what i also think is funny while they're like very loud there's a table to the right of them yeah. just two people hanging out talking nobody seems to care that the whole group is like belting out i know it is, it is really strange but anyways they sing their song and then it cuts to the rest of that song plays while maverick has got charlie on his uh bike bike and she gives him the line take me to better lose me forever they make out and then the the snakes come out and they battle each she other She looks like she's trying to suck his soul out and then at the end of making out it kicks into danger zone so hey, they had a good formula they, they, did, they, they did so this is the classic turn that takes place in the movie everything's perfect yeah they're all going out as a family they all love each other maverick's got charlie he's off the market Goose. Yeah, everything's great so of course the next day they go into training and <laughs> spin and, down and, and the, 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 the <laughs> goose dies spoiler <laughs> alert goose dies they get washed in the jet stream watch the canopies yeah and his head gets cracked open like a coconut I, I gotta know if it was really anthony edwards or it's a dummy when like he's coming down the parachute and he's just limp it, I, it's really sad it's very sad and, and like the green water and he, you get more of the princess bride music bing yeah. bing <laughs> Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> they, they pick him up from the helicopter like he's a piece of meat. I will say the <laughs> cinematography on this is incredible. Yeah. It's got that high shot of the Coast Guard chopper. Yeah. And you can see the actual waves in the water being pushed out by the force of the chopper. And you got the green ink in the water. Yep. And it's just visually, it's incredible. But it's devastating. Like Goose is dead. Yeah. Goose is dead. <laughs> 24 hours earlier, he was with his son and wife singing Great Balls of Fire. And now his brains are mashed potatoes <laughs> and he's dead. It's terrible. It's pretty bad. Give me another 80s movie where such a bold move is taken where you, where you kill off someone that likable and that important to the movie or an unexpected death happens midway through i'll let you marinate on that it's not an easy one to answer yeah so we cut then to the shower because there's a lot of showering and tidy lo locker rooms and tidy whities viper this vi is my favorite scene vi it's viper like, get over it viper's <laughs> like viper's like goose is dead implying he wasn't sure if he even knew so maverick acknowledges that he knows and then Viper immediately gives him like some talk about Vietnam and losing a bunch of people, slaps him on the arm and says, you got to get over him. Right. <laughs> you got to let him go. Yeah. I was gonna... like, that's super aggressive. And he was saying like, there's going to be more. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was a little bit, you know, tough talk dad stuff. I was like, that's a little bit too much for me. Get back up there. So yeah, get right. So he's in the shower a little bit longer and then Charlie picks him up and they head over to Goose's place because he's going to help clear out Goose's place. Charlie, this is the only part of the movie where I give like Kelly McGillis a little bit of credit for developing some relationship. I thought it was like heartfelt she's like you know how can i help you what can i do whatever you need and you get the sad princess bride music during the scene as well so he goes into goose's apartment gut-wrenching right like the pictures the dog tags yep. all that stuff and he takes all that stuff and he goes to meet up with goose's widow and son and it's a painful scene to watch i mean it's like it's heartbreaking he loved flying with you but he would have done it even without him. I mean, and this is where Meg Ryan does an outstanding job. This is her best scene in the movie. She almost feels worse for Maverick than she does for herself. Yeah, she's like the MVP of uh, movie wives because she's not putting in on our heroes at all. Yeah, and she's trying to let him know it's okay and it's awful. Well, it's she, ends up, she ends up raising Miles Taylor, so. Oh, there you failed. go. Like, easy, don't talk Maverick yet. Come on, come on. <laughs> so the next scene is the investigation scene where he's, where he's cleared of any wrongdoing by the tribunal. Viper and Jester are sitting in the back Viper turns the jester and says, get him up in the air right away. Right now, this minute. So he gets up in the air. He's flying now with sundown. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick break right now for a word from our sponsors? When we come back, we'll do our goose recasting. And then we're ready to cruise to the rest of the movie and we'll get ourselves to Iceman and Maverick. 
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dobie Real Estate. You can find them at wearedobie.com. Dobie Real Estate is the best of the best, Max. They blend the by the book, devil in the detail, flying of Iceman with the push the limit, risk taking flash of Maverick. They have the heart of Goose and the experience of Viper. They feel the need, the need for speed and to find you the perfect home or sell your current home. That viable? No. All right. Little, <laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> Cultures at the foundation of their success. Amazing marketing team. Fantastic agents. Dolby Real Estate is the group you want to be working with in this insane market right now. Reach out to Simon and his team at Dolby Real Estate. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you and they will make sure that that house that you want to fly by. You like that? Fly by? Like yeah, top down. All right. That was better. That you get into that house or if you're in a home right now, it's a great time to sell. But you got to have the right agent. So again, reach out to Dolby Real Estate. Goose. How do you recast Goose? Anthony Edwards, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Revenge of the Nerds, The Sure Thing, Top Guns, Revenge of the Nerds 2, yep. only for Barely. a couple seconds because <laughs> he did not want to be in that movie. He was not happy about it at all. And then ER forever. And then ER forever. He was a difficult one. I really... So I'm going to make you go first on this one because yep. I went first last time. So I'm going to be quiet. Who is your recast for Goose in uh, Top Gun? So I have one that's better fit and one I like more. Um, Both your gut. Um, Certainly never leads you wrong. Tom Hanks, Scott oh, Turner, Turner. No, Turner. no, yeah, you yeah, can't do yeah. this. I went Tom Hanks, Rick Gasco, bachelor party. And the reason that I'm so excited about Tom Hanks is because my Carrie Fisher pick yeah. for his wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I did Carrie Fisher for Carol. I hate it. <laughs> It's a, I, really, Turner versus Yay. Turner more so than Bachelor Party. Yeah, well, by the end. When let, me, let me just stop right now. Tom Hanks is a great pick for Goose. Yeah. Because he can do the like the serious, but he's got the lightness and the and the yeah. jokes and everything. Oh, great. I'm so happy. You and I. I'm and he's the one non muscular guy. It's okay that he's not like exactly. ripped. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm All happy right, with well, that. There you go. I'm yeah. happy with mine too. Even though we picked different movies, I'm good with that. My backup was Robert Downey Jr. as Leo Wiggins and Johnny B. Good. Oh, that's a good one too. How about how about Robert Downey Jr. in Back to School as uh <laughs> <laughs> it's a little he's like anti government. Yeah, to take it down great, from the great. He puts on the helmet with the rocket. I on love it. it. <laughs> Tom Hanks would have been perfect. All right, Max, this really takes us towards the end of the movie. And I think what we'll do is we'll go through the whole movie, and then at the end of the movie, we will do our two last recastings, which are Maverick and Goose. And then you know the you know the drill, buddy. Buzz in the Tower fan spot. Spotlight, some notes. I, I, did, I, this. I did know the drugs, so I'm glad you told me. <laughs> I love, I love you so much. Oh, that's great. I am excited to tell you that uh, Berlin, take my breath away, does not make any more appearances in the movie. So we were that. What was it? Four times? Yeah, Danger Zone still does though. The third time. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. So now we're at the sad bar. Wait, wait. When does Danger Zone make another appearance? The very end of the movie. Nope. Very end of the movie. You have Mighty Wings by Cheap Trick. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed. Yeah, you assumed wrong. You know what assumptions do? They make a blank assumer out of you, out of you, you and a sumer out of there. You go. <laughs> All right, so we, he gets cleared. They get him back up in the air, and he has a new reel. And his new reel is Theo from Die Hard. <laughs> Clarence Gilliard Jr. That's right. He will not engage. Yeah, uh, he is obviously shell shocked. He's got a case of the cougar. He is, uh, he's in trouble. I will fire when I'm good and ready. Oh, he was pissed. Yeah. He was like, who is that guy I think he is to question him? All this takes place. He basically, at this point, we get back to the, that locker room is the most important scene yep. everywhere. <laughs> um, So in the locker room, you really see Iceman kind of like struggling with his emotions. You know, like he's like, the sniffle. Yeah. He's like, I don't know how to like express this. And he's like, everybody, what does he say? I, everybody liked him. Everybody liked him. Yeah. It was weird. So uh, it's like Kane, Kane's bugging me. <laughs> it's like a robot trying to interpret. It was human really emotions. weird. It was super weird. So <laughs> was a weirdo. He pays his condolences. Maverick quits. Somebody calls Charlie and says Maverick has quit. They go to that diner. Yep. And he's sitting at the diner having a glass of water with ice. Hard stuff. Charlie goes to try to convince him to stay. He is not nice to Charlie. No, she's got the Washington job. She's gone. She's gone. I would at least said goodbye. Yeah, it was uh, not good. So... He, at this point, doesn't know what to do. So he quits, finds him. While he's at the diner, you get the Princess Bride music. It's the last time we have to hear that from the movie. So the next scene after this is the visit to Viper's house. Maverick goes to Viper's house, and I think Viper has, like, five daughters. Like, his wife opens the door, and you see, this. like, I just, I just, I'm like, of course Viper would have five daughters in this beautiful beach house. There's a couple things here that I don't mind, but it's interesting. So if Viper knew his dad the whole time, and knew the story the whole time, and knew that he had a pilot that had, like, mental health issues the whole time, why would he 
do you wait until that point to be like, oh, and by the way, your dad did it right. He's a hero. Like, he prefaced that he could get, he could lose his job. But he's already working at Top Gun as an instructor in his career. Like, I feel like he's this kind of guy that, oh, whatever, I'm, I'm turning into you. I'm like nitpicking the theme and <laughs> I understand. I understand. It is frustrating. Maverick wouldn't have the arc he has. Though. That's fine. You yeah. gotta have the arc. So Maverick says to Viper, what are my options? Viper says, you've got enough credit to graduate with the rest of the class, or you can quit. I get it. I would consider it if I was that jarred by what happened. But your old man saved me. Yeah. Or, you know, he's like, you've got a confidence problem. And then they had the conversation about his, uh, the conversation about his old man, I think it was before all that, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no, they're outside talking about it, actually. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even care. It bothers me. It bothers me that that information was kept from him as long as it was. So he finds out that his dad was not a degenerate who did it all wrong. And he decides that, you know, he's going to graduate. So it then cuts to Charlie's house for rent. Yep. And he drives by it because he wants to go say hi to Charlie. There's a for rent sign on it, which kind of doubles down on how upset he is. He then gets back to his roots. He gets the motorcycle back to where the planes are because that's his big thing. <laughs> so he's driving and looking at those. So goes to graduation. Everybody's graduating. Everybody's whispering, where's Maverick? Maverick shows up, which is great. Yep. But that's not the end of the movie, Max. No. They get their they get their assignments. And they, Sorry to break up the party, boys, but America needs you. They said America. <laughs> they said don't get too drunk. I'm like, what kind of army are you learning? It's all right. It's okay. They head off to I think it's still the USS Enterprise. I'm not gonna I, unless you Captain's wanna, Law. Uh, Start eight three five four eight nine. Danger zone. So they get on the ship and Indian you, Ocean. and you've got uh, Mr. Strickland is there. <laughs> Stinger. Stinger, thank you. And understandably, Iceman is not happy about the fact that Maverick is involved in this whatsoever. Yeah, he raises his hand. He's like, does he have to be here? Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of out of control. He's like, oh, I've got some concerns about uh, Captain Mental Breakdown over there. And Strickland's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. It's like he's crying right now. You know what we did skip over, which is a great line by Viper, when Viper's like, Maverick, you'll get your reel when you get down there. And if give you me don't have one, give me a call. I'll, I'll fly, fly with you. you. Yeah. yeah, sweet. So we've got a standard international incident on our hands. Yeah. Uh, a couple of bad guys on the wrong side of the, uh, the Continental Divide. <laughs> and they send uh, Iceman and Slider in Wolfman, one plane Wolfman and Wolfman and, Wolfman and, and Hollywood, Hollywood in the other. Wolfman and Hollywood are basically the, <laughs> the, fifth, the fodder. They're the fifth guy that goes in a Star Trek movie yep. onto the planet. They were shot down immediately. They yeah, survived, though, they but do. they were shot down immediately. So you got a five-on-one scenario. So they got to fire up old Maverick, who's <laughs> flying with Merlin, who, as I said in the other episode, poor Merlin just gets stuck with all these guys who have like mental health issues and can't fly. That's why he killed his wife and went to Shawshank. <laughs> Give me, give me some Shawshank. Merlin. <laughs> Pull it together. Come on. Come on. Give me a taste. Okay, Just okay. give me a taste. Merlin had some hard times with Maverick. I don't know if he really ever got over those. This is terrible. You know, you're so good at it when you get to stick to the script. And yeah. I ask you to get like a little creative and you're like, yeah, yes, yes, yes. It's God dang right. That's better. Get busy living or get busy dying. I'm not sure that that's the quote. Goose. Someone said that to me and now he's dead. <laughs> this is standard standard for you maverick gets out there engages disengages because he gets into that washout situation yep. i think washout is also the name of the guy from hot shots i think that's the guy with the glasses i just john criers uh, i have to look it up hold on i think of the nbc show yeah look that up real quick it is washout that's great <laughs> a similar situation to what caused the death of goose happens again to Maverick. He gets stuck in that washout stream or the jet stream or whatever, but he gets himself out of it, but he is like immediately spooked right back to where he was. He he's dis- looking at the he's looking at the dog tags of Goose. Yeah, well, no, first he he disengages from the dog fight. Merlin's screaming up a storm. Iceman's like, "I knew it." And it's like 5 on 1. He takes out the dog tags. He's like, "Come on. Come on, talk to me, Goose. Talk to me." <laughs> he reengages. And you get the hit the brake, fly past me, shoot a bunch of guys down, end of scene, climax of the movie. Yep. It was great. So he saves the day. They head back to the aircraft carrier. Of course, now in honor of Goose, Maverick does uh, buzz the tower. Yep. Merlin has no idea what's going on. <laughs> Poor dude. They have the greatest bromance celebration ever. There really is do. so much hugging, high-fiving, yeah. chest bumping. And everybody's just going nuts. He's a hero. He can do whatever he wants, and you know what he's going to do? Hug Iceman? No. Oh. But Iceman does make the quote of the entire movie. You! You are still dangerous. You can be my wingman anytime. Bull- you can be mine. Yeah, wow. Shortly after that, 
you see Maverick by himself. He takes Goose's dog tags and throws them into the sea. It looks like he's never thrown a baseball before. By the way, the Hot Shots version of this, when Charlie Sheen throws the you eyeballs. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Stinger throws a little God help us yeah. when Maverick says he wants to be an instructor I love at it. Top Gun, which it's is so great. appropriate. And we cut back to the diner, and you hear the coins drop in the jukebox. And you hear a little bit of, you've lost that love and feeling. And the rekindling of Maverick and Charlie cut to the very end, credits roll, and you got Mighty Wings by Cheap Trick. So when they're in the restaurant, Kelly McGillis was standing in a trench. (laughs) So they made him the same height. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Max, that's Top Gun. But the end, though, they show, I love, they need to bring this back. It's the same thing as Predator, where they show all the actors. All the actors, and they start with Goose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like the smiles. Except in Predator, it's like, (laughs) Max, we did it. Well, we need to recast a lot. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Maverick and Goose. Yeah. Goose and Maverick. No, Maverick and Iceman. Maverick and Iceman. <laughs> Iceman. <laughs> That's right. Tom Hanks is Goose. Uh, Iceman first. You go. What do you got? I wanted to do Dolph Lundgren, but he wouldn't fit in a plane. So that can't work, right? You do whatever you want to do. Okay. I, I'm not here to tell you what to do. My so, Iceman is outrageous. <laughs> just so you know. So they have to be intense. A man of few words. I, if you picked mine, I'm going to be pissed. Steel jaw. Look good with frosted tips. I'm going Lou Diamond Phillips. Chavez is Chavez. Young oh, guys. Wow. Isn't that good? That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. That's God. That's really good. I would never even have thought of him. That's really good. It's kind of a vibe. Max. Uh, okay. So Iceman was played by Val Kilmer, who to this point had done Top Secret right before this. Real genius. Real genius. Uh, don't worry. Jesus. Just leaped across <laughs> the table. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. He did Top Gun. And then, of course, he did Willow. Yes. Quite a four. Yeah. Mad Mod again. <laughs> uh one of your favorite couples of all time for no reason. <laughs> Another couples episode. That's yeah. right. I, was I like, totally what are you did. Doing? It's beautiful. I do love them. That's great. It wasn't real drugs. It was whatever. <laughs> Magic drugs. Uh, Max, I went with Sylvester Stallone, John Rambo, First Blood. What? Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. I know that Iceman has this kind of calm, cool collectiveness to him. Think about John Rambo before he's antagonized. Just this kind of quiet, brooding monster there's something underneath it all and i recognize that he you know goes cuckoo for cocoa puffs because of what happens to him in that town but in a healthier environment if he wasn't being treated like that i feel like he would hate someone like maverick right he would be like you need to pull it together like we've got rules this is how we do engagement this is how we do these things you know like systems is he ever the straight edge besides tango and cash maybe stallone yeah tango and cash he, yeah. but i didn't want to do because i thought he was too goofy in that yeah but he's so corny when he's by the book but i would love to see him with frosted tips yeah i don't know <laughs> he would have frosted tips <laughs> all right max move us along with my backup though uh, nobody cares sting nobody cares about your backup or dalton from swayze <laughs> can't put swayze in there you sure can <sighs> Last one. Last one. I feel like I've been here for days. Ah, uh, Maverick. Who do you have playing? My Maverick is Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'll be your wingman anytime. Oh, jeez. I got no respect. <laughs> I was inverted. <laughs> it's always funny. It's, it is always funny. That's right. That's right. I am dangerous. Dangerous, I said. <laughs> Wolfer Brimley and Roger Dangerfield in <laughs> Top Gun. <laughs> Max, who do you got? Uh, I wanted to do Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly. I really Back thought about that. Yeah. You, you know who else I thought about was uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Yeah, yeah, that's really good too. Isn't he that in Project X? Yeah, a little bit. I had to go a totally different direction because it, for whatever reason, both of those just rubbed me the wrong way. I went Kevin Bacon as Jake Briggs from She's Having a Baby. Whoa. So I'll tell you why. Yeah. I like the look of Kevin Bacon as a Maverick. I like his body build. I think he fits the role. I didn't like him in Footloose because I just thought it was like too much. You're missing the obvious one. Fenwick and Diner. I picked She's Having a Baby because... She's having a baby. Oh, she's having a baby. (laughs) You just wanted to say I did. I picked that movie because Kevin Bacon in that movie has this combination of goofy silly you know funness to him but when his wife is on like the table and about to die there's this seriousness and deepness that i thought like maverick has to have that like when maverick is handing over all of goose's items to meg ryan he is just destroyed i mean Mm. like to see that emotion i I thought kevin bacon could do that well i like the kevin bacon pick it's like a combination poo-poo platter of roles Mm. that needs to be Mm, the poo-poo platter i like that yeah Max, I've got great, I've got great news for you. 
It's over. We just finished our two-part episode on rewatching and recasting Top Gun, and just in time for our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, this week our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Delise Scott. He is a huge fan of the show, always communicating with us on social media, giving us feedback on episodes. He's one of your bromance guys on the old social media. He's part of the Paragraph Posse. Like, Oh, yes, your yeah. Paragraph Long Communicators. Because he just goes into... Like, Can we call him PP, your Paragraph Posse. <laughs> no. No, that's not good. <laughs> just an awesome dude who just likes the 80s. He's a very awesome dude. So yeah. I'm excited to hear what he had to say. You asked him to pick his favorite scene from uh, Top Gun, so let's hear what Delise had to say. Hi, Mo and Max from North Carolina. It's your friendly neighborhood, Delee Scott. I'm honored to be on your show. I love your show. Guys, y'all rock. But I'm really honored to be on this show, the Top Gun episode. I mean, it's the inspiration for the name of your podcast, Top Gun. Let's go back to 1986. Yours truly was 16 years old, driving his 1979 Toyota Celica GT like it was a F-14 Tomcat. Shout out to Michael Clark, who was my Rio back in the day. Hmm, good time, boys. Anywho, you guys ask about my favorite scene in this action-packed, adrenaline-pumping, hour-and-40-minute-long music video that is Top Gun. Well, here it is. It's the final dogfight scene. You know, after Maverick disengages from the group of MiGs that's flying all around Iceman, Maverick calls out to the one person that has always had his back for guidance. Talk to me, Goose. It's at that moment you see Maverick is able to shed the burden of being Mitchell's kid, overcoming the fear of of losing control again, accepting Goose's death, all while regaining his edge. He then re-engages and kicks a major Russian butt. I mean, it wouldn't be an 80s movie if he didn't. Not gonna lie, this movie made me, and pretty much every other teenage boy I know, want to join the military. Well, two years later, I did just that. I joined the Air Force. Did I get to fly fighter jets? <laughs> Heck no. I wear glasses, and I'm colorblind. They have a rule against that. But look, guys, I just want to thank you again for having me on the show. I love what you guys are doing. Keep up the good work. Well, first and foremost, thank you for your service. Yeah. I did not know that. Max uh, was going to join the military, but he realized he didn't have the spine for it. I'm so colorblind, too. It's the spine issue that was the bigger <laughs> issue. So it's a perfect pick. I probably, God, what would be my favorite scene? Volleyball. Uh, that's, again, super weird that you think that's your favorite scene in the, the movie. The fight at the end is awesome. The dog fight at the end is incredible. I don't know. I don't have an answer for what my favorite scene is. Got a pick. Probably has uh, Take My Breath Away in it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. My favorite scene is, can I treat the entire opening of the movie as my favorite scene? Sure. When Principal Strickland is basically like, <laughs> oh, we got Goose and Maverick Stinger. up there. Whatever. You know what I meant. <laughs> Max, this concludes our two-episode marathon of all things Top Gun. Great job, as always. Thank you, Max, for joining. Thank you. Thank you, Max. For your service. No, thank you for your service. And uh, as always, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, at buzz in the tower check us out on apple Podcasts, spotify follow us leave us a review tune in next week as we will be talking about our viewing pleasure of maverick top gun part two i'm excited i'm excited as well should we rent a theater yes so we can just a whole theater just like, for you and i make arm airplanes That'd be the best. okay and that tells me that the show <laughs> is ready to end max closing thoughts as we wrap up this two-part episode you're dangerous but i like you <laughs> That's not the line. Oh, that's really good. I don't think any of that's. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Short stubby Susie. A short stubby Susie drives a man insane. Yes, yes, yes. I got nothing. Oh, what a dress. Goodness gracious. Goodbye. zone. (laughs) Goodbye. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.